Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. I am going to invite you to go to the Gospel of John chapter 14. John 14. Nobody says, gets excited about the Word anymore. Uh, John 14. All right. Gosh. Going to make it hard for me today? If if you are, man, I'm I'm going to lunch. John 14, go there. Praise God. We're going, yeah, this morning, and we'll start here in John 14 in just a moment, but uh, what I'm going to do, probably over the next uh, few, maybe all month, uh, we'll see, uh, on Sunday morning in December, is just talk about some end time events, uh, just different things that the Lord quickens to me to talk about. Uh, this morning, title of my message is at any moment, and I'm going to be talking about how the rapture can happen at any time. And then next week, I'll probably talk about the rapture a little bit more and look at it in the scriptures a little bit more just to give you a good Bible basis. This teaching is under attack today, of course, by even church leaders and all. But to me, I think it's clearly, it's clearly portrayed in the Scriptures uh, that Jesus Christ is coming in the clouds to get the church. Hallelujah. And so I just want to just talk about how uh, that could be at any moment. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But let's go to John 14. And I'm going to read a few verses here. Uh, John 14, verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. This is Jesus talking to His disciples. You believe in God, believe also in Me. You believe in the Father God, believe in Me. Uh, In My Father's house are many, the King James uses the word mansions. Uh, Some say dwelling place or rooms. Doesn't matter to me which word you you use. I, I like mansions. I like to think there's a mansion waiting up there for me. Hallelujah. And I'm not so sure that that's not true. We had a farmer in our church one time. He he went to heaven years ago. But he said he was believing for there to be corn and soybean right up to his mansion. Praise the Lord. He loved farming that much. Well, I don't know that I want corn or soybean up next to my mansion, but I'll take some trees, some water, and some mountains. How about that? Praise the Lord. Anyway, there's, he says, In my Father's house there's many mansions. If it were not so, if it wasn't the truth, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus went to prepare a place for you and me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, listen now, this is real important. And if I go and prepare a place for you, listen now, I will come again. I will come again. And receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So Jesus said, telling his disciples, I mean, you know, he is, in John 14, he, he is getting ready to leave this earth. John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, he's spending time with his disciples before his uh, passion uh, comes to pass, before he goes to the cross. He's spending time with his disciples. He's giving them final instructions, and he's letting them know, you know, I'm leaving, but I'm going to go, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then I'm going to come back again and I'm going to get you and I'm going to take you to where I am. Hallelujah. Now to me, that is the rapture of the church. That's Jesus coming to get us, praise God. So in other words, I'll come and receive you unto myself. I'll come again, receive you unto myself. I'll come and take you. I'll come and get you, praise God. Now one of the things that you have to know about the early church, when you read the writings of the early church, uh, you know, the, the book of Acts and the epistles, one of the things that you find out is they just expected Jesus to come back at any time. 
You know, in, in Acts chapter 1, where Jesus went, when he finally did go to heaven, you know, he had uh, been resurrected and he had appeared to his disciples and then he had disappeared and then he'd appear again. And so to them, he'd come and he'd go, he'd come and he'd go. And then in Acts uh, chapter 1, the Bible says that, uh, that a cloud came and received him out of their sight. And he ascended into the heavens, and there were two men in white apparel, which were angels. And they, they said to these men, they said, Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which you saw go, will come in like manner again. So to their minds is Jesus has... You know, the Bible tells us that he appeared to 500 brethren after his resurrection. So he had come and appeared to them, and then he was gone, and then he came back again. To them, this was another Jesus left, and he's coming back again. And so every day, they expected him to come back. Amen. I believe that same expectation needs to be in his people today. You know, uh, Paul, even the Apostle Paul, when he talked about the Lord coming back and what we've called the rapture of the church, which I'll deal with that. Some people have an issue with using the word rapture. They say, well, rapture is not in the Bible. Well, a lot of terms we use aren't directly in the Bible, but they're supported by the Bible. And so I'll talk about that maybe next Sunday, why that word's appropriate. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but however you want to say it, the catching up, the catching away... Uh, all of it means the same thing. Uh, but when Paul was talking about that, he talked about, uh, you know, we which are alive and remain at the coming of the Lord. He included himself. Like he thought he would be alive, amen, at the coming of the Lord, and he would, he would go in the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. Thank you for excitement. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the coming of the Lord. And I want to put this in you today. And, and, and one of the things that this ought to do for us is it, it ought to put a genuine fear of God in us, knowing that the Lord could come back any moment, any moment. And so I think about that, that any time He could come back. He could come back before we finish this message. He could come back before lunch was done today. We, we just don't know. Um, I, and I want to, I'm going to talk to you about that this morning and just spend a little bit of time talking about this. Uh, but in, in, in Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians, if, if you would look there in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, I want to read this scripture to you uh, where Paul is addressing the church at Corinth and he says something here that, that I think is pertinent to what we're talking about, that Jesus could come back at any moment, any moment. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7, Paul is talking to the church. He's commending the church at Corinth. Though they had a lot of things wrong, uh, he found some things right. And they had a lot of problems, a lot of issues, but they had some good things too. And he said this to them. He said in uh, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 7, he said, So that you come behind in no gift. That's something. You don't come behind in any gift. They were a powerful church. He says, waiting for the coming, some certainly say the revelation, but it means the same thing, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this word waiting, is, he, he says, you are waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about it. This church, <laughs> listen, this church... is about 2,000 years ago, right? Over 1,000 years ago. This church, almost 2,000, at, at that point, they are waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the word wait here, where, where the King James uses the word waiting for the coming, the word waiting there means that they are eagerly waiting. Some translations translate it that way because that's what it means. Eagerly waiting. It also means, listen to this, to fully expect. He commends this church for fully expecting the Lord to come back. In their day. 
in their day. See, if they were wrong, how many know he would have rebuked them and said, what are you, this has got to happen and that's got to happen. What's, didn't I tell you what's wrong with you? Corinthians expecting the Lord to come back at any moment. But he commended them for that. You are waiting for the coming of the Lord. See, even today, Peter said this. He said we would have, uh, in the last days, they'd be scoffers mocking where is the promise of his coming. You guys have been talking about his coming. He's not coming. We have that. It's unfortunate, but we have that in the church where people are saying the Lord's not coming in the rapture of the church. Well, the Bible, I don't, you may not believe the same, believe the timing of the rapture the way I believe it, but if, if you if you're have any Bible literacy, you've got to recognize the Bible says He's coming in the clouds. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so to tell me, and, and, and the dead in Christ are going to rise. Yeah. We which are alive and remain. Yeah. That's rapture. You can't tell me there's not a rapture. You may want to go through the tribulation before it takes place. You can help yourself. But I want to, I'm going to talk about the tribulation period. Why is that? I'm going to talk about more about the rapture. But this morning, I just felt like let's talk about it. It's at any moment, any time. Today, Jesus could come back. We don't know. Amen. So there are scoffers today. There's Bible teachers. I some of them I respect, but I just think, brother, you're just wrong. When you say there's not going to be any rapture of the church, what's in the Bible? I said it's in the Bible. I said it's in the Bible. And if it's in the Bible, praise God, it's, it's, it's for us. Amen. I love what one minister says. For something to be scriptural, it has to have what? Scriptures. Well, the rapture's got scriptures, and plenty of them, really. Uh, Jesus said this, Revelation, the last book of the Bible, Revelation 22, the last book of the Bible, he said this. He said, he said this three times in that chapter, I come quickly. Now, that I come quickly means that I come at any moment, suddenly, by surprise. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I was showing Phyllis this book I have at home, and well, I, I was showing her, telling her what the man had said, the man of God had said. He, he said, he was talking about the rapture of the church, and he said, uh, and I love this, and I said, that this is really good. He said, it'll be an ordinary day like any other day until it isn't. <laughs> it'll just be like today, but then for us, it's, it's going to be quite different for the days over with and for the world because they're going to have to explain where we've gone. Years ago when we preached back in the 80s, that doesn't seem like that should be years ago, but now it's become years ago back in the 80s. When we would preach on the coming of the Lord, we would call it the imminent return. Imminent. I-M-M-I-N-E-N-T. Imminent return. We knew about the doctrine of imminency, not intimacy, imminency. Imminency. Now, there's two English words that are imminent. One is spelled with an E, E-M-I-N-E-N-T. That word that's spelled with an E means standing above others in quality or in position, famous, important, high in rank, respected. But the word we're using that starts with an I, I-M-M-I-N-E-N-T. Have you ever heard a message about the imminent return of the Lord? Sure, we used to preach it that way, about the imminent return. His return is imminent. And uh, that word, imminent, that starts with I, here's what it means. Ready to take place. Happening soon, close at hand, listen to this, likely to occur at any moment. Woo, hallelujah. That's why we called it the imminent return. We, we didn't believe anything had to happen until he came back. Now, having only second coming, there's some things got to happen. There's some things have to happen. They're prophesied in the Bible. But Jesus could come back and get to church at any time. And I, I believe that, you know, we're in the times right now. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Go there. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going through this kind of fast, so it probably won't be on this long today. We'll just see. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to not only talk about this today, but I want to I go next Sunday, if the Lord allows, and just talk a little bit more about what the rapture is and look at it in the Bible, scriptural, scripturally, okay? Uh, so we have, we have Bible and verse on it. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, <clears throat> let's, let's begin at verse 1. Paul, Paul has just talked in Thessalonians chapter 4. He's talked about the catching away of the church, or we call it the rapture of the church. He's talked about that. And uh, he goes on, and how many know chapter 5 was not, Paul didn't stop and, and write chapter 5? How many know that? That was put in there by printing press. How many know he didn't, he didn't put, how many know when you write a letter, you don't go verse 1, verse 2? Verse 3, verse 4, now chapter 5. Now, I'm glad he did it because we can find it. If I just said, find where Paul said this, how I many a lot of people would have some real problems, right? So thank God they put that in there. That's, it, was a good, it was a good benefit blessing. But, but don't let it change your mind like we're talking about something different now. We're in a different chapter. Is anybody following what I just said? So he's talking about the rapture of the church, and he says in verse, verse 1 of chapter 5, he says, But of the times and of the seasons, brethren, I have no need, you have no need that I should write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly, so they understood this, that the day of the Lord, talking about the rapture here, so comes as a thief in the night. Well, how many know a thief in the night doesn't call you and tell you he's coming? He doesn't say, hey, I, you know, I'm going to rob your house about 2 o'clock in the morning. just want to let you know. Be sure you put the dog up. I mean, he doesn't do that. It's, it's, you don't know it's happening. How many know, if you knew it was going to happen, how many know you'd be what? You'd be ready. Right? I mean, if, so, if I knew somebody was going to break in my house at 2 in the morning, I'd have a gun. I'd have it loaded. I'd be sitting there waiting. And I would say, do you want to get saved before you die? If you get saved, you might not need to die. just need to go to church. How, how many understand, Paul is saying, it's, the, his coming is like a thief in the night. Unexpected. You, you don't know when it's going to happen. He said in verse 3, he says, For when they shall say peace and safety... Then sudden destruction comes upon them as to prevail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. See, when the rapture takes place, you know, the, the, the earth down here, may, they may be going, oh, it's peace and safety, everything's fine. Then, bam, all of a sudden the rapture happens and we're gone. And then sudden destruction is coming on those that are left behind. Now, we're going to talk about, you know, later on about the tribulation, but I can promise you, you don't want to be here for that. If you think this world is bad now, uh, multiply what we're experiencing now by a hundred times, by a thousand times, maybe more. If you think it's bad now, you don't want to be here when the church is gone and that restraining force is gone. You don't want to... How many, this is one event you don't want to miss. Amen? You want to, you want to be ready for this one, praise God. So when, when they say peace and safety, talking about they, the world, when they're saying peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Those of you ladies that have had babies, and some of you ladies have had some babies. At one time, we had 12 in the nursery if they were all here. Thank, some of those have graduated now. And the nursery workers said, Hallelujah. But I want to just say this to you, all right? I want you to understand. See, you, when, 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 that, when those pains hit, I mean, sometimes it's just sudden. Nobody, nobody knows. It's, you know, nobody knows today is going to be the day that you're going to deliver that baby. You don't wake up knowing it necessarily. Well, all of a sudden, something happens. This is the way Paul's saying, this is what's going to hit the world. When the Lord returns, they're, they're going to say, peace and safety, everything's fine, everything continues as it was, and bam, the church is raptured out, and I mean, all hell is getting ready to break loose. You don't want to be here. Amen? 
He says, but, verse 4, But you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. In other words, what he's saying, he said it's going to happen like a thief in the night. It's going to be unexpected. But it doesn't need to overtake you because you should be living in a place where you're prepared. You're not unprepared. We're ready. (coughs) We're on fire for Jesus Christ. And how many know if you're not, you can be. It, don't t- it doesn't take years and years to get on fire. All it, has, all it takes is a decision. Amen. And he says, verse 5, you, you're talking about us. We're children of the light uh, and children of the day. We're not of the night nor of darkness. Um, let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. It's talking about spiritually. Be awake spiritually. Be on fire spiritually. How do you know you're on fire for spiritually? Well, one thing, you love being in the house of God. Right. Number two, you love to pray. Right. Number three, you love to read God's word. Right. Number four, you love to witness. Right. Number five, you love to live holy. Right. Number six, you love to tell people about Jesus Christ. Number seven, you want me to keep going? There's a lot of signs. See, if you're sick, how many know there's signs you're sick? Physically. Amen. You know, your appetite goes. uh, Different things happen. You know, you get a fever or, you know, whatever. Uh, But there's signs that you're sick spiritually. You don't have that hunger. You don't have that. And and, and you know what? Listen, you, you can blame it on other people, but have me know. It, only you can make yourself stirred, you know, hungry and spiritually and stirred up, right? Only you can do something about that. Well, you know, if pastor just preached a little better, I'd be more on fire. Don't blame it on me, honey. I'm on fire. Don't blame it on, don't blame it on me. Well, if my wife, don't blame it on her. Well, if my husband, don't blame it on him. Nobody controls, nobody's your Lord spiritually but Jesus Christ. Nobody controls your life spiritually but you. Amen. Right? Amen. You know, it's kind of like, well, Pastor, I can't be at service today. I know you're having communion. Can you take communion for me? No, you got to take it yourself. Amen. And the same thing's true spiritually. Now he says, verse 5, you are, you're, you are children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep in the night, for they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be that are drunken are drunken in the night. But notice verse four, 8, he says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate. Uh, we ought to put this on as believers. Faith, amen, and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Now what he's talking about here, this hope of salvation, you find it in Romans, he's talking about us, that our, our final, as it were, salvation, when we get our glorified bodies. Paul talked about we are saved by hope, but hope that's seen is not hope. Well, how many know we're already saved, we're born again, but we've got a salvation coming to our bodies that is yet to happen. Yet. Hallelujah. How many are ready for a, a, a new body? Amen? You know, one that doesn't, uh, you, you know, I, evidently we'll be able to eat in heaven. Jesus ate in his glorified body, didn't he? Praise the Lord. And not put on weight. Won't that be wonderful? Hallelujah. Come on, shout with me, somebody. That ought to make somebody happy. If I didn't help you any, that ought to help you. You know, and, and, and no more, uh, no more uh, sickness, no more pain, no more death, no more aging. Hallelujah. Amen. No, 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 no more of those things that happen with this body. Uh, no more temptation. You're glorified. Body like unto His glorious body, Philippians says. That's what Paul told the church at Philippi. He said, we're going to put off this vile body. Amen. I don't care how, how much, you know, take care of your body. We're supposed to. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, do what you got to do. Uh, you know, uh, I won't name her, but one older musician, country musician, I told Phyllis, she said, I tuck anything that needs tucking. 
And, uh, you know, you, you do whatever you want to do with your body. Don't do anything with your body. I don't know. But whatever you, whatever you do, you know, it's still a vile body compared to the one you're going to get. Hallelujah. And uh, I said this jokingly, but someone was talking about this water, how good this water was for you. I said, well, you tell them if it put hair on my head, I'll drink it. If it don't, forget it. But how many know when I get to heaven, in that glorified body, it'll have everything back. Amen. Come on, is anybody missing some things? You know, your, your truck gets a little old, maybe a fender falls off or something, you know, or you start losing. How, come on, how many, ever had, how many ever had a car like that? You know, maybe you've got one now, God bless you. You know, where stuff falls off of it. Amen. You know, I've had those kind, you know, things something fall off. You think, well, it's still running. I don't need it. Let's go. I had one one time. I don't know where I was going, but I think I had to stop three times and wire the muffler back on. <laughs> Anybody been there? Hey, come on now. You live where I live, man. We, you know, we had stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, some places where I came from, you know, every car, you, every car people had is still in the yard. Isn't that the truth? Absolutely, man, because that's parts. We don't have to go to the junkyard. It's out, it's out back, or some places it was out front. Some places where I've been, that couch, the old couch was still there. Is out on the porch, dog sleeping on it. No, the dog don't mind, I'm telling you. <laughs> so you come from, well, I'm, I'm, I might be putting a little bit of jam on that, but not a whole lot, not a whole lot. Am I Pastor Chuck? Am I Miss Joy? Not a whole lot. Hallelujah. Pastor took us to a restaurant in this city. Not city. <laughs> Spot on the road. Good restaurant. I mean, the food was good. It was really inexpensive. Good food. Pastor said, we'll take you there. I said, now, we may be the only people there with teeth. We walked in, everybody just stared at us, you know, because we were dressed up. I'll say one thing. It was country. It was small, but it was good eating, and that's all I cared about. Amen. Now, so Paul talked about this glorified body we're going to get. He said that we're not all going to sleep. We're not all going to die, but we're all going to be changed. All us believers are going to be changed in a moment. In the twinkling at the, of an eye, at the last trump, this corruptible will put on incorruptible. Hallelujah. This mortal will put on immortality. Praise God. I thank God. You know, I have to stand, and I know you do too, I have to stand and I have to fight sometimes for my healing and my health. But in that body, I'm not going to have to. Now, thank God. Uh, you know, I've got promises for right now. Amen. Yeah, but I, I'll, 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 I'll be glad when the day comes when I don't have to fight that any longer. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, when I don't have to tell my body, I know you're getting older, but you're not giving up in those areas. Right. You're going you're gonna to serve me till I'm out of here. Right. You're going to stay together. Yeah. I can't fix ugly. <laughs> Phyllis said, we need, we need more lights over the poop. I said, no, we don't. The darker it is, the better I'll look. But I can keep the thing together and, and make it function right until Jesus comes back or I go to be with the Lord. Amen. Thank God for that. Look with me. Did you get anything today? Yeah. All right, go to Matthew chapter 24. We got a few verses to read here and we're going to close perhaps right here or maybe one other scripture. Matthew chapter 24. Jesus could come back at any moment. At any moment. Today. Tomorrow. We don't know. See, that's what, that's what the doctrine of imminency is. Or we would, as we preach the imminent return of the Lord, we, we preach about the imminent return of the Lord. And that's what it meant. It, he could come back any moment, any time. And I, I, I know that there are people that don't think that way or don't necessarily agree with that. But you know what? I'm going to take the word of the Bible on. 
over other people's words. And, right. and, and I want to show you, Jesus, Jesus had uh, several places in the Gospels where He talked about His return, and He always talked about it could happen at any moment. Right. Look with me. Matthew 24, look with me at verse 36. <clears throat> Jesus is talking about His return. He says, but of that day and hour knows no man, no, not the angels of, of heaven, uh, but my Father only. So how many believe that if nobody knows it, nobody knows it? Right? So when guys write books predicting that the Lord's coming back, 88 reasons, Pastor Chuck, why the rapture is going to happen in 1988, Pastor Chuck bought the book. So did I. <laughs> I can't even remember that guy's name now that wrote that book back in the 80s. But anyway, God bless him. But he wrote a book, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture is Going to Happen in 1988. It did not happen. But in 89, he wrote a book, 89 Reasons Why the Rapture is Going to Happen in 1989. Now, did you buy that book? Okay, see, there I'm one up on him. I did not. I already had it figured out. If this guy didn't get it on that one, he didn't get it on this one. But you know why Pastor Chuck bought that book? Because he's hungry for the rapture. Yeah. But let me know. If the angels don't know, now I don't know whether Jesus knows now or not, but at this time when he was on earth, he did not know. Only the Father knew. That's what he said. Maybe he knows now that he's in heaven in his glorified body. Maybe he knows. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe only the Father knows. But the Father's got a day circled on his calendar where he's going to tell the Son to go get the church. How many know we're just getting closer and closer and closer to it? I remember when I was young, back in the 1960s and 70s, I thought about my retirement date. How I many know? <laughs> if you're normal, you want to quit working. <laughs> Is that right? You know, I mean, maybe, I mean, you know, for somebody else, you know what I'm saying, having a job. And so I'm thinking, okay, my retirement date, my official retirement date is 2000. I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> 2025. You know, back in the 1970s, that seemed like that might as well have been a, a thousand years from now to me. Now it's less than two years. Now I'm not retiring. If I worked out there, you know, in the world, I probably would. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I wanted to, if I didn't, I wouldn't. But, you, you know, as a preacher, I'm not retiring. Uh, you can't, how I many of God, God doesn't work like the world. He doesn't say, okay, Social Security preacher, get on, get out of here, you know. I mean, he doesn't do that, right? I mean, you, you stay and you preach and you work until Jesus comes. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, uh, you know, I know there's preachers that have retired. I've, I've known the preachers. Matter of fact, I've got a friend. He just retired uh, from pastoring uh, this year, but he's still traveling in the ministry and probably preaching more as much as ever. You know, he didn't quit. He just moved on to a different, you know, position, and that was because God told him to. All right. So, 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 you know, you 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 think about that. You know that that just seemed like. Light years away to me. And now here we are. Now here we are. Um, the same's true with the return of the Lord. God's got a date circled, and we just keep getting closer and closer and closer to it. And one day, it's going to be the day. I said, one day, it's going to be the day. My goodness. When I was uh, in 1972, and I've told this story before, but I want to tell it again, and I'm going to read the scripture, and we're going to close. But in 1972, I had what the Bible calls, it calls it a night vision. You, you can read about that in Daniel. Daniel had what 
Daniel said he had night visions, visions of the night. Uh, now, what are night visions? Well, they're not dreams. They're more vivid than a dream. They're more alive. It's like the Lord appears to you in your, in your dream. It's, but it's not a dream. It's more vivid than a dream. I don't know how to explain it. You just kind of have to experience it. The Bible talks about Joseph uh, uh, and says, you know, Joseph and Mary. It talks about the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He appeared to him in a dream. He didn't just dream a dream. The angels showed up. It's just a vivid. It's just alive. It's, and I was in, seven, in 72 in this, this uh, night vision. I called it a vision, but it was a night vision. Uh, the, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to me. And he, I was out on the, a football field in our town. We, our high school had a football field. And I was on that football field. And I was on that as a youngster on that football field many times, uh, you know, just Sometimes we were just out going out there and play. Sometimes we would get up a football game. You know, I played a little bit of high school football. And so I was out on that football field many times. Gym class, we sometimes were out there on that football field. So I was familiar with that football field. And so I'm out there on the football field, and all of a sudden Jesus shows up in the sky from his waist up. I saw him. You know, I, I, he had on a white robe, and I don't know what you call it, but it was like a, a, crim, a crimson collared uh, it's not a sash, but it went across his shoulder and came down. He had that on. And he said this to me. He said, I'm coming back soon. Four words. It reverberated. When I read in the Bible after I got saved, John said his voice is as the sound of many waters. I knew exactly what he's talking about. It sounded like it'd fill up Niagara Falls. It's like his voice filled the entire universe. I'm coming back soon. And it was over with. That was 51 years ago, over 51 years ago. And if he said, I'm coming back soon, to me, it's any time. I said, it's any time. Now, in 1972, I didn't know I was called to to preach. I didn't know I'd be preaching in the last days. I had no idea. But see, the Lord did. And he put that in me so that would always be there, even though I... Didn't serve God, and I, I lived a life of using drugs and got away from the things of God and all that. I was away from that. God knew that he put something in me, and I knew that I knew that I knew Jesus was coming back because he told me he was. He told me he was. So I had that on the inside of me. So it was always a hook to get me back, and it did. It did. As I got to be older as a teenager, like 18, 19, I started thinking about that. I started thinking about the Lord's return. I remember just a funny story. I wasn't saved, but I was really thinking about the Lord's return. Because I didn't think think that that, that the Lord would tarry through the 70s. I thought he'd come back in the 70s. Then I, for sure he'd come back in the 80s. I certainly didn't think we'd be here at 2023. So I was 18 years old maybe. Might have been 19. I thought, I want to get me a book that talks about the end times, the Lord's return. So I went to this Christian bookstore in our town. And as I go in there, I... I, I see that there's a lady, young, younger lady working in there. <clears throat> and I asked her, do you have any books on the end times, uh, the return of the Lord? And she steered me to a book by Billy Graham. It was called Approaching Hoofbeats. And so I, I grabbed that book and I'm going to buy this book. And this lady looks at me, she says, are you saved? And I'm thinking, I don't know Christian etiquette. I'm thinking... You got to be saved to buy a book in here? They card you or something? You're not a Christian. You can't buy a book here? And I said, no. She said, would you like to be? I said, when I'm ready, I'll go find a preacher I know and I'll get saved. Sell me a book. God bless her. Amen. I said, God bless her. She could see it all over me. She could tell that he is so dumb he can't be a Christian. I don't know what I was doing in that Christian. I don't know if I walked in there with a cigarette. I don't know what I did. 
But something set off a red light with this woman. This guy's not a Christian. I don't think I cussed. You know. You know, in those days, you do it without even thinking. I don't know what I did. Whatever it was, she, she recognized, this guy's not a believer. Look at this, Matthew 24, you found it? Verse 36, I think we already read it. It says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. For at, but, as it was, uh, but as it was in the days of Noah, uh, but as the days of Noah were, so shall it also be uh, in the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days of Noah, before the, f- the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall it also be in the coming of the Son of Man. In other words, it'll be unexpected. They'll just be living life like they always do. And all of a sudden, bam, like that preacher said, it'll be an ordinary day on this globe until it isn't. I love that. And he said in verse 40, Then two shall be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other one left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. One shall be taken, and the other one left. How many of the way it's going to be in the rapture? Two people are going to be at work. One's going to be taken, and the other one's not. He went on to say, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But, it, but know this, if the goodman, or the master of the house, had known in what watch the thief would have come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man comes. See, he, he's not saying anything has to happen. He's saying my return is imminent. You don't know when it's going to happen. You've got to be ready all the time. Amen? Um, Verse 45, Who then is faithful and a wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his house, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom when his Lord comes, he shall find so doing. Verily I send you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delays his coming, begins to smite, uh, his fellow servants and to eat and drink and be and with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looks not for him and an hour when he's not aware of. And he will cut him asunder and appoint him with his portion with appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. See, this is this is what we're seeing today. There's a lot of people. The Lord, they they were on fire for God. They believe the Lord was coming back, and since he it hasn't happened quickly or when they thought it should they begin to get into disobedience. I mean, we've got to correct that, right? Now it goes on. Remember chapter 25, that was supplied by the printing press. Jesus is still talking. He said, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise, five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took oil with them. But the, uh, those, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Excuse me. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Let me know, in this last days, we need some extra oil. It's extra dark. We need extra oil. He says, but while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom's coming. Go out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered and said, Not so, lest there not be enough for uh, us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. I mean, you can't, you can't run on somebody else's oil. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, Open to us. How many know when the rapture takes place, it's just like the door being shut on Noah's ark. It's too late. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, listen now, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Now, how many know this can't be talking about his second coming? The Bible plainly tells us when he's coming back. In the second coming, during the battle of Armageddon. This has to be talking about the rapture of the church. Has to be. 
And according to Jesus, listen now, it is imminent. Amen? See, listen now. There's so much confusion about this, but really if you look at all the scriptures, the scriptures are clear about it. I heard ministers say, God bless him. I I may have said the same stupid thing before, but it's just not right. He said the rapture is not in the Gospels. Yes, it is. It's right there. That's not the only place it is, but it's in these verses we just read. See, if the church has to go through the tribulation period, the Lord's return can't be imminent because there's something got to happen first. Imminent means nothing has to happen before it happens. It doesn't mean it might happen instantly or immediately, but nothing has to happen. Are you following what I just said? See, if we have to go like some teach through the tribulation, then the Lord's return can't be imminent. You can't have something be imminent if something has to happen before it takes place. If I'd say, you know, uh, you were over at the house, and I said, Phyllis Phyllis is, is, is about to return it at any moment. Well, that means imminent. Nothing has to happen. But if I say, you know what, before Phyllis comes back, she's going to the grocery store. That means she's got to go to the grocery store first. See, Jesus didn't say we had to go through the tribulation before he came. He said, you be ready because you don't know. It could happen at any time. That's the rapture of the church. So at any moment, the Lord can come. I want to read to you this scripture. I promise you I am closing right here. And uh, did you get anything out of this today? All right. 1 John chapter you don't have to go there, but I'm just going to read it to you. you can, I'll give you the address. You can look it up later if you want to. First John uh, 1 John 2.28 says, Now little children abide in him, that when he shall appear, listen to this, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. See, if, if, if that, that talks about an imminent return. See, if, if you knew the day, how many know if how many know if you knew Jesus was coming back tomorrow at 1237 p.m., how many know you'd be ready? Yeah. I said you'd be ready. Right. Unless you're a fool, you'd be ready. Yeah. You, you, you'd make sure everything's taken care of, right? Yeah. Amen. All of a sudden the Colts winning today wouldn't matter that much. Everything would change. But the fact that he said, abide in him, that you're not ashamed when he comes, means it's, you don't know when he's going to come. It's imminent. It could happen any time, any time he could come. What does that mean? Well, it simply means this. What does it mean to be ashamed? Uh, well, I don't know. You could look at it a couple of ways. How many know you could not be living as good as you should or as good as you could and still go in a rapture and be ashamed because of the way you live. But you know what? You could be ashamed because you're left behind when you knew there was a rapture coming. Before I got saved, I went to one of the services at the Revival Center Church there in Gleason, still there. It's been there since the 1930s. Uh, I think it was shut down once, and they reopened it. Started in a log cabin, but I went there, and they were in this. They were this where they built their their new building back in the '80s. But I went there. They were still in that old uh, pole barn building, but they were growing. They were busting at the seams, and they were they were getting ready, or had started to build it. Maybe were getting ready to start. I don't remember. But I went to a service there on a Sunday night, and I'm not saved. But God's dealing with me. So I, I, went, I went to church on Sunday night. They had Sunday night service. And on this night, Brother Eddie, who's been here, remember him, Brother Eddie Willis, Pastor Eddie, he was preaching, and he was preaching on the rapture. And there had just come a, there had just been put out a book. Uh, I don't remember the name. I think it was called Rapture, Rapture, Rapture. And it was what, what happens after the rapture, what would happen to you? What's going to happen when the rapture takes place? What's going to happen after the rapture? And he was preaching along the lines of that book. 
he had just read it and he was preaching along the lines of that book. And, 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 and I'm, I'm just sitting there spellbound because, you know, I know the Lord's coming back because he's already told me. Supernaturally. But, you know, of course, it has to be confirmed by the Bible. But, you know, I, I knew other people that knew the Bible said it's in the Bible. I didn't know it was in the Bible. I, they said it was. I just took their word for it. Mom sure said it was. And so he's preaching on the rapture. And, 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 and I had read that book. You know, it was one of them books I'd read. I'm not, I mean, listen, I was smoking pot listening to this preacher preach on the book of Revelation. That's where I was in my life. They all look at me funny like smoking pot, listen, listen to the book of Revelation. Well, hey, that's better than Led Zeppelin. I'm making some progress. I mean, that's why he went, that's just how much God was dealing with me. Uh, and, and I remember, you know, I ordered a, uh, even ordered a cassette tape off of Jack Van Ampey. Remember him? Yeah. Great man of God. He's in heaven now. But he taught prophecy and ordered one of his. Listen to I remember listening to that and crying, smoking pot, but not getting saved. Because it's just like I just wasn't ready to change. And so I went to the church and Brother Eddie preached on the rapture that night. And I will never forget this scared, this scared, put the fear of God in me. He, uh, he's preaching along and all of a sudden he says, what's that I hear? And I had read in that one book, and I don't know if it's, I, don't, I can't find it in the Bible, but it, it may be true. But in that one book, it had said, sinners won't hear the trumpet when it blows. And I thought, oh my gosh, the rapture is happening in church. I'm going to miss it in church, sitting in church. It put the fear of God in me. I didn't get saved. Twelve people gave their life to Jesus Christ that night. I wasn't one of them. I just wasn't ready to change yet. But, but it certainly got a hold of me. Amen. Because Jesus is coming back. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.